podcast. I'm here with the lasso. Um, I have the honor of being in Wave Lab Studios in downtown Tucson. So big shout out to them. If uh, anyone needs some, wants to work in a beautiful music space and and just have uh, access to good engineers and gear, uh, hit them up. I don't know. <laughs> you were saying you were having difficulty even getting in here at some point, right? Yeah, a couple years back, but uh, oh. yeah, no, it's, it's superb gear. Anyways, shout out, uh, shout out to Wave Lab. But yeah, this is the this is the long-awaited Lasso podcast. We were supposed to do this a little earlier, but you just came back from uh, South by in Austin, uh, which uh, I I was following my friend Hesh, uh, who was with us on on a, a tour that we did. He's he's my Austin friend. I just live Southwest vicariously through him, you know, through uh-huh. his Instagram and stuff. But um, I guess background. Well, I guess we'll start. There's so many things to cover. Like I, there, there's so many things running through my mind right now. But uh, I'll give my take on kind of your background, and then you can fill in some spaces. Uh, dig it, dig it. Uh, you're a multi instrumentalist, and you basically have been. Uh, uh, you, you're from. Detroit originally, correct? Grand Rapids. Michigan. Grand Rapids. Grand mm-hmm. Rapids. And and you're one of the I've only met I, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings now, but there there are certain types of people that create music and then there's people where music is their life is totally devoted to music. In 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 well, I I would say a majority of their of their the space that uh, that's in their mind is devoted to to music, and and you're one of the most knowledgeable, like true instrumental musicians that I've I've come across. The other one being uh, Branson Anderson uh, from Nevada. Shout out to him. Like uh, for Branson, uh, recording music was just it was just normal. Some people work at it. And and of course you work at it. It can be a job at some points, uh, especially with like mixing and engineering. But for you, it's it. From an outsider looking in, it's it's just you're the lasso. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Like, um, I mean, yeah, it's at this point it feels like this sounds funny. Like as you were saying that, I was thinking about. You know, music is like a habit and whatnot. And this, these days, like, it's like the best habit you could have. It reminds me of like exercise at this point. Oh life, yes, it's like there is this like entry, <laughs> there is like an entry cost. I have to like yes go do it. But I've just like um, I've had so many loops in my life where I get into the flow where it's just part of my like everyday habit. So now and now so, you're a, you're like a master martial artist. Yeah, no but doubt. your but your weapon <laughs> well, is just I'm, the creative process and making music. Yeah, in yeah, that sense. yeah. No, I'm inspired definitely by that kind of like work ethic, and I have a lot to learn. But definitely, like I think about, um, as opposed to like trying to make specific kinds of music, I try to work more on my like discipline because I know like yes. music will come out of my like lifestyle. Yes. Um, so I think less about like what music I'm going to make than like having really good music habits. And it's just kind of like, if I trust in that process, it always really generates results that 
I'm happy with. It's just about like doing it every day. I think we can both agree that uh, a mark of a true musician, a studio musician, is the ability to be formless in what you do and the ability to um, help help create a project uh, without without um, definitely making it your own style but but being basically helping manifest the whole project in itself so let's say you're trying to help like a hip-hop artist or like a country folk artist or something mm -hmm. you have you have such an understanding of like the process of creating a good song that you can like you have confidence in yourself to uh to fill different roles i guess would you say that you've you've uh that's your style because i, I you, you've you've done engineering for different albums and and now you've been working a lot with uh lando chill and it seems that your engineering style is different for certain albums yeah, no doubt. Like, it just kind of, like, um, it changes with the people I meet and the experiences I've had. I've really, like, it's been my interest for so long at this point. And I focus more on my own music these days. But, you know, even 10, 12 years ago, up until, you know, you know, for six or seven years, I really focused on just like whoever was around me where I was, I was going to try to like help the people that I thought had the most like energy to make music just be a part of their thing. So that's taken me to a lot of different like styles. Yes. In places, um, musically and engineering and production and playing instruments because, you know, just where I lived and who I've been around, you know, yes. has, has given me the opportunity to like see so many styles, whether it's been country or psych rock or classical music or hip-hop um yeah the people i've been around my whole life have really defined my experiences and i've just kind of ridden that you know yes um, did, did you like, have if people wanted had energy to stay up and record when i was in my or like late teens and early 20s like if you wanted to do that like yes. i was gonna be there you're going like, with the momentum yeah like yes. i was I'm, I'm like if there's a session i want to be there even if i just go hang out like that's my interest you know so it's taken me a lot to meet a lot of cool people uh uh shout out to the shout out to bedphone um the homie colin he wanted me to bring up uh i i Correct me if uh, if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but synesthesia, or oh. or or basically something that happens uh, with you when you listen to music. Does it does it create? Does it give you a an effect that you that is different from other people than you might think? Mm. Like, does it create other things? Like, is music does music give you specifically something else? that you that other people might not experience yeah i mean i definitely don't have like synesthesia and the real like yeah real terms of what that is at all. oh I, well well basically it's yeah like, no, I, no i know what it, i know yeah, what it is but it's yeah. like i don't have that but i mm -hmm. do like i'm just interested in music so i yeah. guess like it's probably doing something whether it's like doing yeah. something different to me or i've spent so much time doing it i've yeah. developed a lot of different like perspectives on it that maybe give me some uh different feeling it's like a connoisseur of anything you know yes um, yes you, you you reach a uh you reach almost like a 
when you're when you're so involved with something, you understand the higher levels of it, and and then you can. That's that's when it when it really gets exciting. Yeah, no doubt. Like if you have a more nuanced understanding of your interests, like I mean, you're gonna have this different sort of relationship with mm-hmm. it, and you know that manifests in good and bad things. But it's certainly. Um, yeah, one thing I talk about related to that, I guess if we're just, like, talking about music and stuff, is I think a lot and I talk a lot with, art, you know, artists I work with about, like, like the essence of a feeling that, that like, music, can, like, a song can give you. So, like, I usually work in the format of songs, you know, with different artists and myself, and it's, like, doesn't you don't have to be able to say it in words, but, like when I'm producing or I'm trying to make some my, myself, I try to really understand like the emotion or ex- be expressing emotion with my music and um, try to think about like, what is this song? You know, I'm not yes. going to write it down and be like, this is a song that makes you feel this way with these sounds. But like, I've grown to understand like the, you know, speaking the language of music and, and being able, I think mm-hmm. to hone in on like, how it's making me feel and then try to like go through that so that's like back to what i was saying about my like habits like i just ride my days like certain days you're happy certain days you're sad you're angry you're whatever you're like whatever you're on you can like try to cultivate how can music help me express the way i'm feeling or this idea i'm having um so that's certainly like a part of that, the that's more your discipline. Part yes. Of my, like, yes, that's your I, discipline. It's your mirror. Like, it's the mirror to your to what's going on around you. Yeah. At, like, at, a, at a certain point. Right. Right. Yeah. Totally. That's a good way to put it. What um, what were your early, I guess uh, what's what's an early musical experience for you? Like, is, what, was there something fundamental that that sent you off in a certain direction? Like, did you play in bands early on and, and I'm 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 talking about like your earliest memories yeah. with with within music and and wanting to create it or or just yeah. be exposed to it. No doubt. Um I keep saying that what the we'll edit those out. I get the files, man. I'll let Don't it, do no, it. No. Don't do it. Uh, um yeah, my earliest memories um I mean, I'm sure I had kid music experiences i can't think of like the specifics of those like i like video games you weren't handed like a a stratocaster Uh, uh, by an old guy like that had just quit the band or something yeah no i remember just liking music as a kid but asserting as far as wanting to make it like yes i was like privileged enough to go to like a public school that still had a music program and i picked the clarinet like you know what's funny as I also played the clarinet. Oh, it's it's nice. kind of, yeah, in middle school. Yeah. First year. I'm not, oh. I'm, not, I'm not trying to toot my own clarinet, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, that's a, I don't know why. I don't know why I, I, I picked it. I think it was, I was listening to a lot of jazz at the time. We're both, mm-hmm. well, you're, you're a huge jazz fan also. Well, at yeah. least that's what I've, that's the word on the street. I've been doing research on you. I told okay. you this. Um, yeah, no, yeah, there's so, there's a lot of clarinet players. That's funny. I think from people, people's parents are like, it's easy. It's not like the Yeah, tuba. no, my parents, can... my parents had nothing. My parents were rednecks. Like they, uh, they, they, had, they, had, they, they were, were totally like, disconnected. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like, I was, I, I, I guess it was a mixture of like liking 
jazz, liking the sound of the clarinet, and like also like not giving a fuck. Like those three, you know. Yeah. It's a recipe. That's, That's funny that you bring that up. That's something about <laughs> playing the clarinet. Because uh-huh. cause you got to put up you got to put up with some grief. At least I did where, where I was oh, going to school. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. No one's, I mean, <laughs> no one's ever you're supposed to the play, clarinet. You're supposed cool. to play the drums. Like, to yeah. be cool, you got to play percussion. Uh-huh. Um, you're so, like, you're not in band. You play guitar. Yeah, yeah, no, I just, as soon as I played it, I was obsessed. My parents were like, I, like, couldn't. They had time cards, you know, like you had to oh, turn in a time wow. card, and it was okay. like, yeah, I was doing the, I was doing weeks amount in the first two or three days. Like I just played the clarinet all the time, like it was fun, and that was the beginning of what I talk about is just my like music habit yes. it was just like when I got off school, maybe when I was in fifth grade, I had like probably have a snack and then I would play the clarinet. I liked doing it, and around the same time, wow. my grandpa gave me a really just like basic one of those like Yamaha or Casio like mm-hmm. really bad piano keyboards with like yeah. drum tracks and all that like corny stuff and like <laughs> and like at the same time and so I really at school I was learning the clarinet and like yes. at home I was learning the clarinet and I was also starting to play on this keyboard mm-hmm. were you just self-taught with the keyboard like just trying to figure out what sounds work or are you reading yeah. books or kind of? Um, yeah, your, yeah. Your music I, style is very. It's very. Uh, you can't. I, I can't really define it. It's it's very atmospheric, very open sounds, very complex sounds. Not not something. It's not like a traditional. It's not. It's at least the music that I've heard. Yeah. Uh, you tend to not take a traditional approach of composing, but maybe I'm just looking at it the wrong way no, you know, no maybe it has that foundation yeah um uh we, we were talking about early early uh music experiences did yeah. you play in bands or, or were you yeah. one that was mostly collaborating with people and like um no i played in bands i played in like um like i wanted to have a band like i was the dude who yeah, wanted right. to like have bands all the time it's and like the funnest and, and there, playing in a band is the funnest thing you could ever yeah do. it's yeah. so fun like i just chased that for like from when i was like 13 until i was like 23 like all i wanted to do was play in bands mm-hmm. um yeah i mean uh right as i was getting into like i'm my like shout out to my parents if they listen yeah. to this my parents really just like jumped on me like in music like and so i had a clarinet i had this little casio and then so i started playing in fifth grade and in eighth grade they got me a four track cassette recorder and so once i had that i was both recording like the music playing the music i was playing in school like on the clarinet but also just like recording songs with my friends all the time um so that like was, that's always been a part of my life yes. like hanging out with my friends is like making music from that <laughs> point like i had a couple friends who like to do that or just like when yes. you're in middle school making funny songs mm-hmm. or something, something like that like yeah. i had a little bit i had like a little bit of gear to do that and it's a it's a beautiful thing and then uh when you when you're taken out of that like when you get older you realize like oh wow 
I was we were making music, we were composing music. Yeah. You don't think it's it's like jamming in your right. in your room or jamming in your garage, but you look at it later, you're like, wow, we we were just doing what we wanted to do and and making making a Yeah. Yeah, shout cool out to thing. this uh there's this dude, my like best friend, Grant, like my best like music friend who's gone yeah. throughout my life. He goes by Jitus Bags. Um, Jitus Bags. Yeah, and he makes some really far out music, and he's been in these like throughout my life. He's been like this kind of like almost showed me the way, and like I catch up yes. with him. Like not like we make that similar music, but I remember it was like he mm. was the first dude who had a band. Like I was making like weird little like techno yeah. things with my gear, like weird little songs and he had like a band you know and so that was yeah. really like a that cool, was big yeah. you know like i wanted to be in his band and so You're like we started if he bands. can do it then you know. and we you know ended up we made music through co- we made so many albums together like because that's what we we started we had a, our first band in ninth grade and we always had what was project. it called oh uh, it's so bad boss shag galactica boss <laughs> So bad, such awesome. a bad name. Um, no, that that's exactly but, what what that era band should. have Yeah, you know, no, like, like, like we the like, early we band like, names are supposed to be nuts. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no one's first band name is. Uh, mine was <laughs> no yours? no superheroes allowed. Oh, that's good. Was it a ska band? Nah, it was like, it was like well, well, first band. it was the starters, and then and then <laughs> these like and then these guys. Uh, I guess there was the starters. There were these corny uh, jazz guys, like that played weddings and stuff and they were coming at us about being named the starters because we were actually playing sh- like a decent amount of shows like or, like uh, we were in the vegas area at the time and then and then we were just like fuck these guys they're uh so we just spent all day and we just picked no superheroes a lot i don't know why we just like we literally just had a whole page i wish i still had the page it was like a hundred names of just the stupidest oh, stuff fun. Yeah. yeah that's fun yeah. yeah, yeah. The last thing I'm gonna say about Grant, we can move on with the conversation. My friend Grant was then, then like, we played a lot, made a lot of, you know, we were always kind of like weaving in and out of making music. We had bands with other people. We had really serious recording projects with other people. Yeah. But then definitely, I had made beats before, and then once we hit like our early twenties, like he had a friend who had an MPC in college, oh. and he started making beats and like i'd like to actually go back and revisit his beats now like and hear what they were but it was kind of one of those things where it took me a little while to really devote myself to it like almost like year it was years later that i really started to make like beat making my main form of expression but it's kind of like we've had these paths in life i guess i'm saying this friend i had some of my earliest musical memories i were like with him and yeah, I've had that sort of like. All right, yeah, and know, and, and he, he shows me the way. Like, oh, cool was way. he was he uh, in Grand Rapids? Like, have you yeah. guys known each other since? Yeah, since we know. Legit. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were playing kid basketball teams before oh, we were okay. playing music. So wow. he's just been, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, do like, do you think there's still some of that music floating around that you had oh. made from way back in the day? No doubt, my yeah. MySpaces and shit are probably still. Uh, oh yeah, MySpace and yeah, uh, you make you just have such a discography, like yeah, it's like, hidden um, all over these little. Yes, and and I've doors. slowly been finding it out, and I'm like, oh wow, here's like another ten albums I didn't know about. You know, it is absolutely bizarre. 
um, I mean, it's truly bizarre is in the sense that uh, it really shows, it really shows like your work ethic and, and what, uh, like, just your devotion, really. I mean, you're a musician. Like, there's yeah. no, there's no dispute. And and you're, uh, you've been having a lot of fun at it. You've, um, from your independent projects, like going through your, your Bandcamp discography, to what you've been doing, uh, with my friends. But we'll we'll get to we'll get to Tucson later because yeah. there's there's such a, there's such a journey going up to that. Anyways, we're gonna. Reset the camera. Wounded World podcast. The lasso. Yeah, uh, we'll be. We'll play some. You, you want to throw in some little jams for this intermission? A little snippet. And, and coming out to here, you've you've been to a few different destinations, and and uh, DJ Q was telling me about a facility that you were at that was, uh, I guess, like a multi-room like uh, instrumental space, or I, I guess I should say um, 
after you, you went to college in Michigan? Yeah, I, like I lived in after I moved out of my parents' house. I lived in Kalamazoo. For, Kalamazoo. That's the main place I live for. What's Kalamazoo like? I don't. I, I think everyone just hears the name and just assume yeah. it doesn't. It's not a real place or something. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a place that when it's cool, it's because the people who are there. Like yeah. you go to it, and it just looks like a like yeah yeah like Midwest college town. Not even a college town. There's a college there. There's colleges there, but it's more just this like weird small town. But. Um, just happens to have a lot of musicians a lot of like studios like gibson guitars started there you know like a lot of old guitars yeah. are called kalamazoo and okay shit. well so, i like, guess and amps and shit and so it has that, this, that just that, attracts that, people that in might, itself yeah maybe yes. if you had to look for a deep root of why there would be more music there than some other place in the world so yeah. um right okay yeah but yeah i went to college in kalamazoo and then i lived there after okay so yeah, I don't know what Q. Maybe he's, I mean, I owned studios there and stuff. See for, that that's kind of what I was touching yeah, at. Was yeah. that your first? Um, uh, you, you said that you owned a studio. Was that your your personal workspace? Would you bring in other people to record, or yeah. like how far did you take that? Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think like. You get out of college, if you go to college or you get out of high school, like whenever your point of your life becomes like, okay, I don't have schooling anymore in my yes. life. Like I knew I wanted to make music, you know, like, but it really for a long time manifested itself as I was like, anything I can do that I, that has to do with music and it can like get me like capital, whether that was like money to live on or yeah. just like gave me stuff to do. I like saw that through and, and so I was always into engineering just because it was like, all right, if you're not feeling creative, at least this is what I looked at it like when I was mm -hmm. younger, was like, if I wasn't feeling creative, well, then I should be spending my time doing like the technical aspect of yes. music. So that became that like, I worked at studios, I had like, you know, I started to spend my money for my jobs on my like gear mm -hmm. so that I could record more bands. And slowly that became like, the job because it was like well i was spending my money on all this gear and then i had gear and i and that was getting me income so i was able to do that and then it became like i had this group of people um shout out to uh my friend ben lau who like he was an old he's a dude who's he's kind of been my audio engineer like mentor and yes. like the technique like being a he's a mixing engineer and he's yes. really really talented he's an amazing musician too but i met him when I was 21 and he was just like a dude who really wanted to mix records and I preferred to do like the tracking side. So meaning like I was in the band with the studio and I was setting up all the mics and running sessions and producing. Yes. And then I had him as my, we were partners in the sense that he could mix and master. And he also yeah. ran sessions. And, and he I had the experience. Mixing. Was he like, yeah, uh, just, we, were, we were at a similar place in terms of like, we were both at that point where like, we want to open, we want to be engineers and record. So First, we had a room in the basement of this venue called The Strut that I was also the booking agent for. So I was booking yeah. the club. It was a, it's, it, it got to be like a 350 capacity venue. 
And so I was booking that, and then in the basement I had a studio. That sounds like a really cool place. Yeah, that was my. I got. I was just lucky. I got my senior yes. year of college. A venue opened across the yeah. street from my house, and they were lucky that they had they had you as their booking agent. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that no, sounds like a really was, cool. Yeah, no, that was my. That's really what launched my. Because I guess I should go back to like, yeah, the studio was the creative part, and I really ran this business. And at one point, it was huge. Like I had a studio that was this size, um, and and had a so many like you can look it up double felix maybe you look found that when you're looking around but it's i there's a lot of pictures of it on the internet because it was like a business that, yes that you know i was doing corporate audio engineering i would record any band like bands from all over michigan rappers beat makers um country bands rock bands punk bands yes. and jazz groups that was like, just such a oh my gosh so, so i got to just engineer a lot and and i was booking clubs and at the same time that was the other thing that like i don't do that anymore but in my 20s like wanting to be able to like just do as long as it you, had you, to do you with wanted music, to I was stick cool. with music in some fashion yeah. and you wanted wanted to be able to survive right right it. yeah yes. it was like so booking was cool and I learned a lot. I like learned a lot about the music industry, but yeah, certainly like double Felix, it had like three or four different locations and that was my like studio for years. And it was a cool studio in the sense that we did, we charged, we had like hourly rate and we'd recorded bands all the time. We had a tape 16 track, one inch tape machine, really cool spaces, great keyboards, but also like, 10 to 20 probably people who lived in Kalamazoo were like a part of it in terms of they were kind of just like core musicians who were yeah, playing and recording like studio all the musicians. Time. Yeah, studio musicians and songwriters. And we all just kind of had this group of friends um, who just recorded all the time. Like I was saying earlier, is like I've always had that link in my life where yes. like I've, I've kind of seeked people who like you know, like to just record all the time. So that also allowed me to have a huge studio was because it was like we were saying about this place when it's yes. like you can have people at your studio all day and night. That's what you want is like a, yes. as a studio owner. It's like... And you, so, don't want, you don't want a studio to be silent. Right. Yeah, uh, totally. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, so that gave well, me a bunch of opportunities to just... Yeah, engineer. To, to really get the full... Uh, well, gave you an opportunity to play with all, like have have unlimited uh, time as far as like a, a creating space and then just honing your craft in the engineering, mm -hmm. and and it sounds like you you figured it out, like <laughs> like you 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 had a you had this passion and then you did everything that you could to execute it in every in every facet of it, up to, uh, leading up to that point. Yeah, yeah. Like, that sounds like a, it was, a pretty it, sweet gig, man. Yeah, it was a satisfying experience. And, like, you know, that's... We'll get to talking about Tucson, but, like, yes. me moving to Tucson coincides with some other ideas, but in terms of, like, that was what I was devoted to for a while. Yeah. I was still making record, my own records and playing in tons of bands, but, and, but like, I guess I learned, like, that during that time, it was, like, um, you know it became less enjoyable to have like your career and music be one thing like yes that, or to or one location right yeah i just or, didn't want to have like 
it got old where it's like, okay, I love this thing, but also I have to do it to like make money. Yes. And running a small business is like, I don't have any business. I don't have any, yeah. like, I don't have any. You're a musician. Right. You're I'm a musician. musician. That's what that all like, that what all it taught me. It's to. cool. I got like, there were days where it was like, I might not like this song, but I'm just, my job today is to play guitar and yes. that's cool as hell. I always wanted to do that. I always wanted when I was like a kid, I was, mm-hmm. like when I started playing guitar as a kid, it, um, I was like, I want to have a day, some days in my life where like my job is to play the guitar. And I got to like be, a, as a studio owner, I got to peel off a lot of like layers of the, the, the onion the, of the, like The magic that, of it, I, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like or, have these things you want to do. And like, it, I wasn't doing it on like hit records, but like, I didn't care. I was more like, I wanted yeah. to. You were a studio musician. You, you had, uh, you were there to help someone create their idea or manifest their idea. No doubt. Yeah, and that was that taught me a lot in terms of like what I like about music and just uh, um, what I wanted to do as I grew up. Or yes, my you you, uh, you did the things that you <laughs> that you needed to do, and then at what point did you have this kind of more serious realization where you're like, okay, I did this, I need to keep moving forward yeah. with what I'm doing. Yeah, pretty much like every day. <laughs> oh, always, yes. I've always it was like just going through your mind. Certainly like, was that a difficult it, process? Because you, you, had, uh, you had finally gotten your own space. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, now, you know, yeah, it was a now's diffi- not the time. Yeah. It was, it's funny. It started really difficult and now it's this become an enjoyable part of my life as I kind of just... I learn, like I see, like it was hard to give up on some of those things because it was like I thought they were what I wanted to do and they were what I wanted yes. to do at that, that point in my life. But like, um, you know, it was like I started to hone in on like what I, it goes back to where we start, started with like as a, when I was just, I had a four track and yeah. then I bought an eight track and then it was like I had a couple I had one, you know, I had a guitar, my friend had a drum kit and I carried my four track around. It was like, that's really, I'm privileged and I was blessed and really lucky to be able to learn all this kind of equipment. But what I loved was like, love is like making music. So yes, I, you know, I did these auxiliary things, but it's, and, and now I've done that and the process I'm in these days is doing that more with my musicianship. It's like, I used to be like, oh, I want to score a film and I want to make records. And yeah. it's like, you know what? I don't want to score a film. Like, just keep looking further into like, I don't, I'm like, the, you can do a ton of stuff and that's cool. Yes. But like these days, I try to just like do. You're getting to the essence of what you love so much. Right, right. And that's, you know, sitting down in front of an NPC or, or you know, a, a, a synth yeah. and, and creating music. No doubt, no doubt. Um, has your music style uh, changed, or have you always been attracted to these open, kind of atmospheric? Like yeah. uh, that's that's honestly, uh, yes. uh, you, you were talking about your musical style. I can't I can't define your your style of music, um, but it has its. I mean, it has its own sound. And it, have you always been attracted to making those? Yeah, you know, that's another thing in this process of, like, 
for so long, and I think a lot of musicians go through this, is, like, you like things so you feel like you should sound like them. Yeah. And, like, as much as I've spent time and practiced music in my life, I'm not, like, the most dexterous, dex, dexterous, you know, like... Yeah. I stopped, like, until recently. I've been practicing a lot recently, just but, like... I always kind of like wanted to be able to do things, but maybe I didn't have the raw talent or yes. like, or I just didn't care like that. They inspired me to just do what I could do with what I had. So yeah. I think that ultimately when you do that for a long time, it becomes like a style. And so I like, yeah, the yeah I mean, I, I've always liked, I think big, like open chords and like, um, it really hits you, uh, using those big open chord progressions and certain things yeah. like that. You were talking about, capturing a feeling and that is for some reason for me personally like with with certain types of synths like mm -hmm. uh th those progressions like they can it feels like you're getting punched in the chest sometimes like yeah. listening to just some like uh some notes that are just perfect you know yeah no doubt i i think especially my time in tucson like i've i've had just more time to like work on just this sound like my, yeah. my own sound and it's not like I sit down I'm like I want to make my sound better I just mm -hmm. like I said I do it like exercise so yes. like every well, day I've you know I just when I do make music and yep. when that style really came to be was like when I started the lasso project yes. which was in 2011 like even my first albums which sound different in some aspects of the songwriting like it still sounds weirdly like my like hip-hop music mm -hmm. and the stuff i've um it's, like there, i mean there were drum machines on my first albums too yeah. there's like if you listen back to the first ones like there's some of that there but it was like there was always that, elements there was always elements of of like drum machine or yeah samples uh, and yes. like drum machine yeah i've always had like samplers have always been a part of even when i was making like rock music and um, folk music and shit was was like using samplers yeah. and like weird textures and stuff. So I think like the now it's like yeah, I just keep exploring that sound and 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 trying it with other artists sometimes, like with Lance or something. But um, yeah, I think that comes from like I said, peeling off stuff where it's mm -hmm. like you know what. I can do a lot of things with music, but it's like, what do I want to do? Yes. You know, that's been the big thing. Or not even what do I want to do? Be yourself. Yes. You know, like, and, and, and I it's, used to and be it's like, most right. like pure form. Right. Wake up, you have your tools, spend a couple hours when you're not at work or when you're not doing, being a, a person in life and like use the tools you have and see what you, you create. That's like my main thing. So I think that big open chord thing has come from, and like the more atmospheric sound has just come from me exploring. Yeah, exploring what happens when I make music. Try to be really sincere about the process. And yeah, I, I was I was having a discussion with uh, my friend Colin. I, I, I you know Colin. Yeah, like, Bedphone. Yeah. Yeah, Bedphone. Uh, and we were talking about his his approach now he's been very focused on using an MPC for his, his, the shows that he's been putting on yeah, because we, we were, we were looking at approaching, we were discussing like the, like the infinity of using like fruity loops to make beats mm -hmm. versus having a, uh, 
an instrument like an MPC to base yeah. your music off of and, and giving yourself limitations. And by giving yourself limitations, you, um, you basically, you set some rules for yourself mm. and that can sometimes help the creative process because when you're staring into Fruity Loops or Ableton or, or other production softwares, you're kind of staring into a black hole where, where you, Sometimes you know you, you can yeah, do anything no, you want. It definitely can be that. Yeah, yeah you're. St it's like there, but there are so many possibilities. It, it you don't even know where to begin. Sometimes you know you're just starting with like a. Mm. a yeah, no, I think. But limiting being yourself, a, being a beat maker, like yes. I mean, I'm really into software, and like I'm to like I don't even care. You're an audiophile. Kind of yeah, I don't even care what kind of gear people use. Like I love gear, but like I just like cool music but i can see when you're like beat making is your like like colin for example like he was he's not like he didn't i don't think I don't, at least i don't think he was like a musician before like he's a he's he was more scratch he's, he's always yeah, stayed like scratcher like yeah, serious like, serious so he's coming at beat making yeah. and see how like an mpc can be true so appealing because true. it'll give you that experience like playing an instrument does, mm -hmm. where it's like you have a really physical connection yes. to your process we were looking at it the same way you would look at a guitar. Yeah. Like an MPC and a guitar were interchangeable. Totally. It was like, this is your, this is your tool. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I definitely mostly, like, I've been as, fuck, like, fucking ridiculous and, like, specific about recording processes yeah. at certain points in my life. And so I respect anyone who has that. But at, at, yeah. at this point, like... And it's taken me some time to learn, but I, I've just given myself those limitations in like Ableton just because it's it's so fast to record music on a computer and yes. I can use my computer yes. for other stuff in my life. So it's like, do I need a tape machine that all I can do is record mm -hmm. music with it or do I need a, with the money I have, I need a computer because I need a computer for life, yes. but I also can use it to make music. So like I've really, I've you, used Ableton you, for a long ass do. time, but nowadays I just like, I don't try to do all the shit it can do. Like, yeah. I just use it to record. I use it to record. I use the, a couple of the I use the drum sequencers, like the sequencer in it. Like I write MIDI in it. Like Ableton. What the thing I love most when you talk to people, like any, everyone uses Ableton different. Like Fruity Loops mm -hmm. and stuff. Some of them are a little more specific. But what I like about Ableton is like. It can be anything. Yeah. It's so expansive and yeah. it's so creative and it's so focused on creation of music, not necessarily like well, the mixing process. In or, its origin, I think it was, I'm, I, I think it's just, it was created just for live performances, yeah, basically. Right, right. So for by, DJs to be, to be yeah, to exactly. Like, so to by, be able to use it like an instrument. So by having it weird like that, uh, it it uh it's not it's not a typical <laughs> now we're kind of going on like an Ableton <laughs> Ableton yeah, podcast like, coming coming yeah, soon no, no, right I guess just back to like I like I people who make their music with MPCs or yeah. I love it like I love all I, if if you make cool music mm -hmm. it's interesting Do you. to hear about it's interesting to hear about how people made it you know yes. but and and you you've uh, like the Lassio the Lassio project was yeah. very interesting yeah, you're talking about using different formats and and not not uh, sticking to one thing, but you've also devoted projects right. going in a certain direction and using certain instruments. Totally, like especially there was a period where it was like that was the easiest way 
for me to come up with an album and make it really quickly. It was like put these boundaries on it. Like, yes. like the last year is the easiest example of that, though a lot of records I made during my first like two years in Tucson um, kind of were in that realm of is like put a real harsh limitation mm-hmm. on the, the tools you're using yes. or the sound profile and see it through. Um, so... Well, yeah, like just, that's just, just a fun for me. Like it's a challenge, and like I just want to be able to keep, like I said, keep recording every day. So like yes. uh, every day, I'm not gonna write like a song that's like has a big idea or mm-hmm. something. You know, like yes. those come over time. Like, but something like the Lassio, it's like all right, the goal is make as much music as you can with this really limited palette of sounds. Like, well, I can do that ten times a day, every day. Cause it's like, well, for everyone listening, explain specifically what the, the last few yeah. album was, was focused around. Yeah. So like, well, I like just, the actual gear. Yeah. I, it, it could have been so much. It was such a great title. And like the last <laughs> year, it's just sounds it was so just nice. There. It was like yes. waiting for me, man. Yes. So what I did was I was always a fan of this one Casio keyboard. I've, I've gone through like four or five of them at this point. Cause they, the tuners on them break, but it's called the MT six, eight, and like I didn't make the whole album on it, but every sound on it is from that. So I would I did use like a SP sampler and I used Ableton a little on it. Um, probably in equal part, those other two tools. But every sound on it is created by this one Casio. So like every kick drum was like, you know, it has those like beats where you can click like merengue, salsa. It was rock, all it was pop. all stock off of this so, one. So I would like dump those and like a like someone who samples vinyl or whatever would do, like I cut the k- kicks and snares and then I made the p- wow. like then I so it's like I used all the sounds, but I, I use samplers to kind of like yes, create it. To, but like to, every string is like a string from that. And it's like I probably could could have you know, I actually have more. I think I have, might make. I have to make a sequel because I, towards the end of it, I bought yes. this other Casio that had a whole other palette of sounds, and it was like this is too much. I can't. Like, I can't, I want to make this a thirty-four track, yeah, or like, like a like a fifty. Maybe track I'll do album. one. In, maybe I'll do one in a, again. I think a Lasio part two. Yeah, but it was it it was a cool like back to like limitations yes. or something. Yes. Like over time I've used so many instruments like to me it's freeing to have like crazy boundaries Mm -hmm. you know five it's a challenge and it's uh it's exciting to to come out of like you've been doing it so long and you're so good like you're so well in tune with the with the process of making music now when you have a challenge in front of you or or just kind of uh, a a goal let's say you're skateboarding Mm -hmm. And like you learn a certain trick. Well, now I got to do this trick down this or something. You oh, know, totally. like uh, na- that, that's that's the easy. I just go to skateboarding when I when I need to. Yo, make a, I think a about, metaphor. Oh, skate. We've talked about this a little bit. Like I was yes. gonna bring it up before, but yeah, yes. I'm a skateboard fanatic, and I still skateboarding is really similar to spe- specifically to beat making. It's similar to making music, yes. but it is like especially beat making and and I got into like hip hop because of skateboarding and in like yeah. skate video culture. Oh yes, the this that that, that yeah. was always uh um yeah, from like the early blind videos and yeah. yeah, like video days and all like uh yeah, skateboarding and music and like I guess the whole like the countercultures. I mean t- today Today it's it's a uh, oh <laughs> that's our uh, that's our trusty timer. Um, 
Yeah, well, right. th that's actually perfect timing because this is this is quite a big uh, <laughs> thing we need to talk about. But yeah, the lasso. Uh, from wave lab this oh my gosh this is the first time i've been in a in a studio like this and and uh i don't know well we were we were uh, I, i'm just looking around at all the all the instruments and guitars on the wall um we were talking about we were starting to delve into uh we were talking about skateboarding right before uh yeah, right before yeah. our time ran up on the camera shout out to gregorio from self's talking podcast by the way shout him out big thank you yeah. for letting us use yeah, his yeah. camera and check out his vlog uh happy greg on youtube i wanted to give him a, a shout out because because yeah, this th sure. this is going to end up being on there at yeah. some point there's a there's a lot of cool people out here for sure in tucson no doubt uh i guess i guess we'll get we'll go into the um we're going to uh coming out here yeah yeah for sure 
The, like why why came well out? yes well what you think about the city like what was your first for uh, how did you or why did you come out here um and also what was your impression of the city and and what is it now that you've kind of looked around and stuck your head out because you've been working a lot with uh, local artists out here um such as djq uh uh, and Lando Chill, you you've, you guys have been making a lot of uh, really great work together. Yeah, I came I came down here for because my wife got a job down here. Um, yes, shout out to Alice. Um, yes, yeah, she is the she is the nicest. Like, oh my gosh, it's like uh, she she's like such a sweet lady. She's a she's a teacher. Yeah, yeah. Right. So she's a first grade teacher, and yes. she got her first job after she got her teaching certification uh, in Rio Rico, like mm-hmm. um, maybe thirty miles or something south yeah. of here, forty miles. Yeah, um, Byron Hyperion's from Rio Rico. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I gotta talk about that with him. Uh, yeah, let's, it's, it might be. <laughs> you could probably save that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's hilarious. So, so you, you guys were out. Uh, you guys were out in Rio Rico. Yeah, we before? moved down to Rio Rico, and we were there for a little while. And like, you know, you obviously hang out in Tucson when you're there. And like, as soon as we were really getting into it, some circumstances in our life forced us to move back to Michigan. So we moved back to Michigan mm. for a couple of years, and then we were kind of just like done there, looking for something new. Yeah. And we were like, oh, we were about to move to Tucson before. Oh, that's we, very interesting that like, you were actually out here before, and uh, and you you hadn't really made any connections while you were out here. Or? Um. No, was I was very- I was only here for like five months the first time I was in Arizona. Yeah. It was a really short period of time, and and I was down in Rio Rico, and I didn't have a car. My wife, like, yeah, I was working at the elementary school too as like a math interventionist or teacher. So like, I was that's great doing that. The but I mean, I was making a lot of music down there. Yeah, um, I mean, you were we, fairly we, isolated. You know, like yeah, the- yeah. And in the desert. Yeah, I got a song they called Rio Rico. Uh, <laughs> there's like a little piece of music on my band. Yeah. Um, but either, either way, yeah, so we, we were like, we should move back down to Tucson. It's like an affordable place to live, and it's easy to get a job here as a teacher. Like Arizona mm-hmm. has crazy, messed up, terrible public schools. Yes, like, yes. So, Horrible. Um, Shout out to the Arizona public system yeah, for for making the man before you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's crazy, man. Like, yeah. it's, that's not like you like. It's just whatever. There's still a bunch of great teachers down here. Yes, like, of course. So, so, it's it's the uh, it's the structure of yeah, it. But that's totally. a different. That's a different. That's a whole different yeah, conversation. A whole different thing. So Maybe we we'll we just moved back down. We had friends down here. Like some of our friends from Rio Rico ended up moving up here. So like it was easy. It was an easy place to move. Just yeah. It was. You're from Michigan. The weather's terrible. Like, as oh, well as yeah. all the people are doing it. Like, Man. and it's because, like, the weather's terrible in Michigan. Over, and we were like, we want to live in the sun all the time. And I've always just been like someone who's like, I know I'll make music with people anywhere I go. Yes. And that was one appealing part of Tucson is like, just as a total it, you were outsider, excited. it's like, Tucson Everything's is fresh. This really like, weird landlocked city and that you mm-hmm. you know like there's you, it, you like you're not even that close like phoenix is close but i, don't, I mean yeah it's, you're kind of close to the like west coast like yeah you know like you can go out to california go to the beach 
and and then Texas, you know, is is like a few hours away, and we're just isolated. But yeah, Phoenix ha has its own vibe. Yeah, but, but that was like appealing as a musician. Even mm -hmm. before I knew I was ever gonna meet any of the people I've met with, I was just like Tucson is has an interesting like musical DNA to it. Like yes, like you go to a like a club downtown on a on a Friday night. And there's like people like cumbia is what they're playing. Yeah, and it's, and it's going off, and everyone and it's like and it's live. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's so different from the Midwest that I was like, there's no way I'm not going to move to this place and learn a lot about music and meet, yes. like hear new sounds and meet cool people. Like that was what I thought. Now that that was like just about three years ago. There's many different um, influences that create. Sorry, my What's going on in the city? Um, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, so from the outside, it was like, wow, what a fucking opportunity. Yes. Creatively to go down there and just kind of like absorb other stuff and but sounds. Well, while we're on this topic, I wanted to bring up, you, you were talking about coming out here and hearing Cumbia played at the clubs. Uh, coming from the Midwest, that was the kind of the, found, the foundation. That area was like the the foundation of like techno like club music too like ghetto yeah. tech we, we uh like as soon as you said or as soon as i said that one of the first times we met like your eyes lit up and i was like okay you know what's right. going on so right. yeah it, I mean, it was like just... two different two different cultures but still unique like completely unique unto themselves yeah, yeah, I guess I, yeah no totally they're like both See if we if we like went over there, places with great like music, yeah. you know, like yeah, I, it, it, maybe it's, it's the weather. I don't know. Maybe it, like being inside in a warehouse, <laughs> trying to have a party inside yeah. of a building. I mean, if you spend time in Detroit, like the sounds that can have come out of it, like, yes, the best music out of Detroit is so original because that city is so unique. Yes, and, and you there's just a lot of like great Detroit music that like you you're in Detroit for two hours on like a Tuesday and you're going to just see Detroit and feel Detroit and be like, this makes sense why this sound would come out of it. Whether it's like the techno shit or ghetto tech yeah. or, uh, or like the rap music and hip hop and beats and fucking rock music, yeah, everything in yeah. Motown, like Detroit is so vibey. So, I mean, I haven't, I'm not from Detroit. Like my, my mom grew up there and that's a place in my life. And I'm, yes. really, I'm from, when you're from Michigan and you're into music, you're going to look to Detroit. Yes. Like that. It's such a legendary place to the whole world. So of course, when I was growing up in Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo, it was like Detroit music. Yeah, you is gonna be. You're not gonna. You're not gonna discount it. You're yeah. you're proud. You're proud to be living in the same area yeah. where these things have come from. Right, right. Yeah, same with then down here. You know, like the the cumbia music and whatever reggaeton and the the rock music yes. that's come out of this area. Like Tucson is another city. I mean, it that has just like a bunch of or like a. Mambo music and stuff like yeah, there's all this crazy yeah, a lot like desert rock exactly and stuff. being and so it's like, being <laughs> being in the sun creates a totally different uh -huh. vibe like yeah. the meat puppets were also from Phoenix uh, I don't know if you know about the meat yeah, puppets yeah no, no, like, I know the meat puppets uh, yeah I mean then, a, a lot of weird like groups the, come out of here um yeah no doubt and like. Q and Mike and all of them have really been cluing me into like the oldies culture and like South Tucson and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, like, like the Chicano culture, yeah. like like old like fifty five Bel Airs and yeah, and the old music cars that's and being played and stuff. Yeah. Like it's it's amazing. Like it's just so 
it's so awesome. It's yes, like, it's, it's I, I feel like we 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 don't really uh, um, when you're from an area that's normal to you, and you. I'm not gonna right, say man. take it for granted because it sounds like when you say oh you're taking this for granted, it sounds like you're doing something bad, but you're just living your life, but. Life out here is just has its own like rich culture in its own way. Yeah, yeah. You know, like everyone's gonna have feelings about where they're from, but like yes, when you're a total fucking like visitor, like I am, I feel yes. like the Tucson. Like it's really easy and exciting to just be like, wow, yeah, this place has just its fall in own, love with like, it. Micro culture sound and that goes into the art and the sound and the vibe of the people yeah i I, look of it i am also bad of everything and it's like it's exciting it's new it's it's really cool it's new yeah it's so it was tucson is so different from where i'm from it's just it's every day to me is really stimulating here even if i'm doing normal stuff because it is so the first 28 years of my life the vibe of it was really different. So yes. that's one thing I just like. <laughs> I I really uh, I always spent my summers here as a kid, but I spent a majority of my life. Uh, is it still? Yes, we're still alive. Um, a majority of my life living in other cities. So in the same sense, cool. like Tucson was a new place for me as well. Where else did you live? Um, a few different uh, cities in Texas. And then uh, a large part of my life in Georgia, like in the Atlanta area, Macon and McDonough, Georgia. Um, And it's between Atlanta and Tucson are really like my two favorite places. I've, I've lived maybe seven or eight different cities and it's, and it was like these two places have just been so like just affected me so much. And I think it's because of that, like the the culture here. Like I, I was living in Georgia, like around 06, 07. But basically when Gucci Mane was, was starting to come out and like T.I. Yeah, talk uh, about another city like, like we were saying about like yes. this, right? Like Atlanta. Yes, exactly. So such like a rich. That was always a draw. And people that lived there, it was, it was just how it was. Mm-hmm. But when you're an outsider, you... Or like a transplant. It's yeah, it's totally. just oh my god, you know, like uh-huh. you just want to spend as much time as you can exploring. And uh, but yeah, Tucson, Tucson is very strange. It's 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 unlike yeah. any other any other city I've been to so far. Um, well, yeah. Uh, go, go. Well, I, I was gonna say. Well, uh, I I guess we'll we'll finish on it and then we'll move on to some. Um, We'll move on to some questions that have cool, been cool. submitted from the from uh, our fans, nice. people that listen to the podcast, and then yeah. fans, the lasso, and friends also. Um, so I guess we'll take another quick little break, and I'll pull up all these questions.
podcast, The Lasso. Uh, in this, uh, in this uh, little portion, let me. I wonder if they, um, can they hear it? I think I uh, this that that laptop. I think you can pick it up. It, it also if you if you run it through like an interface or something, it, it like they might just hear like that weird <laughs> that weird stuff. But anyways, uh, I'll ask some questions that were submitted from a few different people. Uh, let's see, let's see who we got who we got on here. We got. Um, let me check my Twitter. Let me check my Twitter. Okay, so <laughs> DJQ uh, at the Young Vato uh, asks him or wants to ask, "What is your favorite hip hop album and non hip hop album right now?" Right. I know that's a oh, very right difficult. Now. Yeah, well, I guess that's a very difficult question to ask. But I added the right now. He just said he just said straight up. Let me just look what I've been. Yeah, what you've been listening to. I like constantly, um, for better or worse, I'm all like, uh, now that I got Spotify, listening to new stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, See what's been my favorite uh, hip hop album recently. (laughs) John Carpenter's The Fog uh, (laughs) soundtrack. that's, that's as far as a beat maker, the last couple of weeks I've been listening to Eloquent a lot and this dude Botany. Okay, my favorite hip hop album as of late is uh, like Z Ghetto Boys. It's uh, Z Loopers. Do you know that dude? He's from oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. And his album with like this producer Shigeto. Yeah. Um, that's been the like rap. Shout out Detroit again. Yeah, like that's been just an album I've liked the last recently. It was a lot. Of, I just got to the end of my recent album, so that was my the like hip hop album I've been yeah. listening to most. Non hip hop. Um. Well, right here, yeah, I got John Carpenter. I've been listening to a lot. What is that like? Some some soundscapes or something, or you know, he's like his like horror movie scores. Oh man! Yeah, John Carpenter did a lot of his own, like the director. Really? He did a lot of his own scores. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the. He's fascinating if you're like into synthesizers. Like, go look because he, he wanted to like save money, so instead of paying for his, for film scores, he bought all these synthesizers, and he yeah. wasn't a musician, but he learned how to use them enough to get the like feel of his. Movies. And that that probably and in its own really sense, it, it made its own identity because he didn't really know what was going on, so that kind yeah. of almost oh, made and totally yeah, yeah that's that what he created. says in like interviews and stuff. He's, so I've just been listening to a lot of that. Yep. And, uh, wow. I've been I've been recently on a weird uh, composer sound sound scoring like YouTube bench lately, like trying to figure out uh, or just looking at interviews of uh, studio musicians when going in to create a, a score for a film. It's very interesting stuff. Yeah, no doubt. Um, another question. Oh, uh, so John Carpenter and. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Z Ghetto Boys. Yeah, Z. Uh, it's just spelled Z G T O, all caps. Zetto, Zghetto. Yeah, I think they pronounce it. Yeah. What What is your favorite memory around music? Um, 
if you can, no. if you could name, maybe you could name a few of of what were just some what were some times where you were just like, wow, this is it, you know, like just that that pure excitement or joy, yeah. you know, in its purest form. Um, you know, I've been, I've like. And I do it, I've been doing it in Arizona too, but I like try to like once a year save up some money that I can go like somewhere cool and record like just s- somewhere different. So like I've been yeah. going to Madera Canyon and doing that sometimes. So yeah, like getting a getting a cabin or something. Yeah, or just like, like renting was... a house or an apartment or something. Yeah. Like, so I have a I have a lot of good memories of that. Like um just like being somewhere different and doing the thing you like love. Yes. Uh, kind of tied together. Yeah, you're always I, on the I've cutting really, edge. It's really like those are really euphoric memories. For yes, me. like um, doing it. I've, yeah, just like making music in a cool place, like with your friends. Or something. Yeah. Well, what were some? Uh, you were talking about different studios you've worked at. What were some? What, what were some of your favorite places that really stick out? And that hold like a special. I mean, they all hold a special place in your memory because they're all, they're all part of the whole journey. But were some places where you're like, wow, this is, like, there's there's something special here. Like the place that we're at now. Yeah, this place is pretty special. <laughs> it has a it has a very good vibe. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably some of my apartments, to be honest. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like. Yeah, I really like recording at home. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, I would say the coolest place I ever recorded was my first apartment in Tucson. Like, yeah. anyone who got to hang out there was like, I didn't know what I where I was moving in Tucson. I just found this like, for my wife and I, we found like we thought it was cheap. You know, it, the rent got jacked up a bunch. We had to move out like a lot of Tucson. I think it was just downtown. Yeah. Is this old like apartment building called Redondo Tower? <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Which like which one is people, it? It looks like a place old people would live on the corner of Granada, right by Granada and Alameda. Like, oh, like a, okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had a friend that actually lived there also it's like years really back. Like regular apartment yes. building. Yeah, Not, it's mostly old people. Yeah, it's actually like nice. It's yeah, it's, it's nice. like a really nice place to to live at. Yeah, it wasn't particularly like expensive for what I thought. Yeah. Like when I moved there, like I said, now it's like crazy. Yeah. Um, that was cool. Like I had a view of the mountains. Yes. I didn't know what like I like I said I've been in tucson for a little bit but it was like this crazy view and i set up my like synth so i could look out the window yeah <laughs> look at the mountains doesn't really get any better than that that was pretty cool so that that's uh would you say your your creative process really focuses around just being in your being in your zone like yeah. do, you, do you get into a like a trance almost or like a certain mindset going in like what uh do you force yourself to make music or do, or is it a mixture of both where you just you, you it's a mix it's a mixture of both like wait, do you just sometimes see sit yourself in front of a in front of your gear and just start messing around and then it'll yeah create something they, they were asking also about the creative process so I, I was wondering if you were more like uh like rigid or if if you, it was just more based on inspiration and I mean, I think I've, especially in the last, like, five 
or six years really have made it where it's like I can like turn it on, you know, and like there's always an entry cost. Like sometimes it's really easy to just like sit down and do it and it's like, yep, that was no thing. Like that was inspired. And yeah. Also, but I do think like I try to just do it if I have free time. Yes. I don't know. If I have free time, I feel guilty when I'm not making music, which is like mm-hmm. maybe I should, I'm trying to work yeah. these days where it's like I'm so obsessed with it. Like, like watching TV and, and movies and all those things, almost it you feel guilty. Like, like it almost ruins ruins the uh, the whole idea of just yeah. every, getting lost in so, something else. Even when, I, yeah, it's like every, because like I said, I just sit, like it's a habit so mm-hmm. you're always gonna get something it's not always great like, you, you, yeah every time i don't do it i'm missing it like it's like it's like, a, it's like you, you keep saying working out is the best way yeah i i, I guess like, i guess like I uh, to, sometimes you love to like sometimes it's really easy to go work out yes it's like you want to feel that way so there's your answer out, so yeah. sometimes there's it, your sometimes answer about the creative process you can just but, compare it to that yeah you know it changes over time like sometimes it'll be like I'm going to start with a sample and just work on it until I get something with it. Or maybe the sample inspires me to do some drums and I get rid of the sample. Or sometimes it's like practicing the guitar, like, and recording that and chopping it up. Like, yes. Um, it just kind of, <laughs> it kind of just changes depending on, oh. but yeah. Uh, another question uh, is, DJQ or Mike Checks, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't even want to ask you that. How how could I ask? That's the question. Yeah. Like which one? It's it's just here. DJQ or Mike Checks? Huh. They're not even a question mark. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> and or. There you go. Answer. I like. Yeah. They can, it can be together. Yeah. I'm a fan of both. <laughs> Enrique asked that, by the way. <laughs> that nice. I like that. Okay. Um, and then speaking speaking of Mike Checks, Mike Checks asked, uh, what is, what's your favorite scary movie? We were just talking about John Carpenter. Yeah. I actually love horror movies, so I don't know what I can say my favorite one is. Dang. Uh, lately, I've watched this one on Netflix called Veronica. If, if you're a fan of horror movies. I haven't, is that like a new one? It's it's it's, for, it's foreign. It's from Spain. Cool. And it's it really nice. Really nice. Uh, Ooh, horror yeah. movies have kind of... I'm also... I love horror movies, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's honestly because because I don't like wasting my time or it's not wasting your time but like like you said when you're when you have free time and you're not making music you you, it doesn't feel comfortable sometimes i feel the same way in in my own pursuits because i know we all have a limited amount of time and time is very precious so it's very difficult for me to sit in front of a movie and like spend like two three hours so if i'm gonna watch a movie it's gonna be a horror movie i like the soundtracks are great. Yeah, like the, I love horror movie soundtracks. Yeah, I haven't been into like new horror movies that much yeah. the last few years, but my favorite one, man. I guess that was a great question, actually. I, I, yeah, I, I like... 
I would say the grudge or like the grudge or like oh, the thing, are, you know. Crazy. Yeah, like like the really. I was really into The Shining when I was. That was the that was the first horror movie I loved. I guess I can answer that. Like, yeah, we were just like when I saw it and I was young. Like something about the like creepy, just atonal music. Yeah. Okay. And some of like the claustrophobia that like <laughs> weirded me out when I was a kid. Like, and you were you were used to like, the weather. <laughs> so that was one that made me like horror movies. Yeah. Have you have you seen the documentary? Uh on like they basically deconstructed all the symbols oh, into yeah, the shining have yeah, you seen that yeah i've seen that of course you have room, yeah room 1307 or whatever yeah. um yeah i, don't know. That, I that, like a lot i like some of those like like, like weird italian ones like suspiria like some of those like slasher movies those are oh okay cool. yes like i like a lot of old school horror like john all like the john yes. carpenter movies but I also like new horror movies when I see them, but maybe I just am not as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. The Grudge, though, that was... Yeah, like the... One of my students today was... Um, it's a funny side story. I've been... One of my activities I've been doing with the, uh, the after-school music program I teach is just... Yes. <laughs> that's what a lot of the music you see on my Spotify is. I, okay. Uh, we do four pictures a day, and I just play them a song and I have them close their eyes for 30 seconds then draw what they mm, uh, wow that's, that's and I've been putting in like I've been doing like some really pretty music yeah. and some pop music <laughs> <laughs> played some the yeah well, what, what, were, what were some images that came out of that one little girl drew like uh, the girl from the ring that's what she thought of when I played the John Carpenter thing. Yeah. She drew a like a weird little girl with like yeah. her hair. I'm sure I'm sure John Carpenter would have loved to hear that. Uh, he probably would have been so satisfied. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh well that that was actually another another question that was submitted was um what 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 is your like what what is your personal feeling with music and education? That that, that was more of a deeper Yeah. Um, introspective and and then you brought it up i i i uh we forgot to mention that yeah currently you're you're teaching you're teaching music yeah. which is teaching an after school uh like it's called beat making i have like they're kindergarten through fourth graders so they're yeah. really little um, Man, I wish someone taught but, me how to use Ableton when I was, yeah, we've been using Ableton when I was young. And we have, I bring my iPad in. And yeah. My, um, yeah, my stance on it. Yeah, I mean. Do you think it goes hand like in hand? It's a shame that like it's so poorly funded, but it feels like it doesn't have to be that way, music yeah. education. And then when it does happen, it's kind of this weird antiquated model um, that's based upon like like all curriculums they're really like whitewashed in America yeah like um, and that's the same with music education so like I do think when there is access to music education it's really weird what people choose to do with it and that's not across the board you know yeah that's why you see more like beat making or DJing classes being put on especially in after school programs like I'm not the first by any means like hip hop has been u being used in education a ton in the last like 10 and 20 years. And there's been mm -hmm. programs all over the country. And then also the U of A just opened up like a, a hip hop <laughs> cultural program or something. Like you can get a degree and, and yeah. that, that's totally, yeah, that's totally besides the point, right, but it was just the, the academia stuff. Yes. Not that it's negative or something, but yeah. it's like, I'm more passionate about like kids having 
access yes to music education and and it not being based upon like formal weird like uh antiquated reading Western sheet thing. music playing it right like getting graded on there it. and that's fine like yeah. it's cool if you do that like that should be an option but they're like electronic music whether it be an audio engineering or music that reflects like the culture that the kids are in in a way that like they can learn to even if they don't become musicians they get they cultivate like a connection with music that was yes. made by people that were like them and see the world in a different or see the world in a similar way to them or even mm-hmm. a different way but like fusing that connection of like music and emotion and in kids would be is another way i think you know as opposed yes. to like kids like um, the elementary school i was just working at they're like they're like music class like they're so bummed and it's so yeah. weird to see kids yeah like, we got to go play the recorder with our nose for uh, like yeah, 45 minutes hot cross buns where um recorder ode to joy or some like and that's you have to start somewhere, but yeah, you have to. Um, there are some fundamentals, but, but the recorder's but, but not the most beautiful. Like middle school and high school, like I hope that I can find a future, and I think I will. You know, like being a, you know, like a high school music educator. But in America, there's a lot of laws where you have to have a master's in music edu- in music. Yes, which means studying classical or like weird college jazz programs. Um, yeah. Not even weird, but just college jazz. Yes, it's yes. Like, I don't. It's like there's a standard like, for. Yeah, there's a weird standard, and it's cool though. It's like so having like an after school program. Like, I, it's not like I bring in super inaccessible gear to them. I'm using. Mm-hmm. I usually show them free. Like I'm really into iOS like music apps. So yeah. We just use a f- one they can download for free, and I just bring in my iPad. And you can get it on yeah. a phone. See, and that, that's, that's what I've been having. That's the I, most and, important thing is it being accessible. Yeah, we just we, work on kick, snare, and hi-hat patterns. And kids can understand. We march them around the room, and then we play it on a sampler. That's awesome. And that's been the main activity. Or like I said, having playing music and having them uh, draw what they think of. So cultivating that connection of like music can be a tool in my life to feel a certain way or feel better or just like self reflection or self-expression yes and and it stimulates so many different parts of the brain it makes you like a more well-rounded thinker being able to process certain things better yeah Yeah, because because you were saying that you're not gonna seek music as anything serious like as like you're gonna be a musician or something um just having music as something in your life is going yes. to make you feel good. Yes. I, like, it doesn't happen much, but you ever met someone who like, they're like, yeah, I'm not that into music. I'm like, what, what, what planet are you from? Like, how can you even, oh my gosh. I, uh, much, but I think there's some people. It's, like it's like a, no, I have people, I have one person in particular in my family and they, you say that and I've heard it. And I don't understand. I, because even if you're not a fan, even if you haven't been playing it, how are you? How do you disconnect? Like, how do you not? Yeah, you know, that's weird. Those, the, the, the it's it's weird. yeah. But either way, you know, you yeah, have a height, it, like it's it's like anything else. You learn how to be an active listener. If you yes. practice listening to music and being like, mm-hmm. it's it's. It kind of gives back. It's like it yeah. It doesn't. 
matter who you are, where you're from, you know, music's a part of yes. all parts of the world. and We can all relate to it. Yeah, we can all relate to it on feeling. Life. Quality of life. Yeah, mu of life music theory. It. Yeah, music theory is just such a such an amazing thing, but that's a... How we can all relate to these same different chord progressions and tones and beats and beat patterns. It's, it's so really beautiful. you have beautiful. the live thing up on your phone over here? Are you able to see what they're saying? Uh, honestly, it's probably better if we don't. <laughs> if, uh, if we don't. Uh, who's listening? Here. Who's listening? All right. Well, um, we'll. Uh, man, my phone just died. Anyways, um, the lasso for Wounded World. This has been so much fun. Thank you for uh, for sitting down. I I, I honestly... Oh! Uh, one more very important thing that I wanted to make sure was that was in here. And that is you're moving. Uh, yeah, yeah. Moving back to Michigan in, in, um, in June. I wanted to make sure that everyone knows that you're moving so you have a very limited time for face-to-face -face access for everyone that wants to uh you know work on something while while you're out here because you're a you're a national treasure in in you know uh it's you're a really great person and and you're you're like a just like being around you just gives you uh it's like easy to create, you know. Uh, it's being non-judgmental is like so important with the whole creative process, and and on top of that, being a multi-instrumentalist, multi-instrumentalist. I don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm from the south, so yeah, like yeah. help me. Um, but yeah, yeah you're you're yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna be moving, and uh, that'll just be the next step. But I wanted to make sure everyone knows, mm -hmm. like, hey get at you yeah and uh want to do another at least one more like try to put together one more of course solid show yeah before i go but yeah yeah it's definitely euphoric kind of bittersweet time right yeah I, I my wife and i decided to move so i'm really conscious of it every day right now yeah you know, it's still like two and a half two months or something it's like okay that's not a lot of time you know yeah it's like Trying to I can that can really blow by, um, but so so you're moving back to uh moving back to Michigan. I'm moving to to Detroit. Um, it'll be my first time living in the city of Detroit. I'm really excited about that uh, opportunity. Yeah, um, Detroit. I've always it's a new like step for me. Um, and just a new environment to yes to explore. And I got a lot of lot of some of my best friends live there, and a lot of my family. Um lives in that area or um so it's just it'll be cool to you you've uh you definitely left your mark it seems like everywhere you've gone you've definitely left a mark and you've you've done that here with all yeah, the all the music that was really, made and really yeah really grateful for my time here it's been yeah. definitely met a lot of amazing people <laughs> heard of a lot of amazing sounds yes and uh yeah it's left an imprint on me as well yeah the a great thing to do would be to you know now, now that now that you'll be back and and you're so accustomed to the area 
to have some of these artists down here go up there and and, and check out that scene. Yeah, you no, know? I was telling, I've been telling people that, like, especially coming out to, you know, it's like if just knowing a person and having a reason to be out there, but yeah. Detroit is such. Or just a, having I a mean, floor to sleep all, on. You oh know? yeah, and all my all my like most of my friends down here just happen, you know, like fall somewhere in the universe of being like a hip hop fan or a rap yeah. fan or electronic music fan and, and Detroit is crazy for all those things. So it was, uh-huh. uh yeah. yeah, cool to have that and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wounded World Tour in Detroit. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, the, it's so different as it, but a lot of music to be made and yeah. heard there. Are you excited? I'd be very excited be getting back to your family. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited. I, I, I think I'm kind of person who could be happy anywhere. Yeah, but yeah, you, you seem to like give to, off that that vibe. But um, yeah, I'm excited for the music part of it. Just being in a new place is mm-hmm. really stimulating. Yes, an exciting time and good. You know, I'm excited to just be somewhere else. Like you get a new energy. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with that. All right, we wish you the best. Wounded World Podcast, yeah, the lasso. Yeah, Dude, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and and uh, I'm going to add this too. I always, I never say this, but uh, like uh, Radar iTunes. <laughs> Follow us on iTunes at Wounded World Podcast because I, I never, I never self-promote myself. And, and uh, I don't know, I hear all these other podcasts. I, I need to start right. getting in shape. Uh, just, just uh, give me, give me five stars on there. Even if you didn't like it, give me five stars anyway. Uh, anyways, thank you so much. This yeah. was, this is a great time. And uh, and yeah, maybe, maybe before you take off, we'll get another, uh, we'll get another broadcast in or something, and we'll bring on, we'll yeah. bring on a few different people. Yeah. But talk about ghosts more in that one. Now you're getting me all excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Wounded World, The Lasso. Good night. We're going to play. We're, we're going we're gonna to send you off with some with some, uh, some spacey jams from my friend Andy. All right. And to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God. Indivisible, with liberty and justice.